0: non-severability, strongly worded letters, and constitutional amendments on this episode of Grove Unleashed. Hey everyone, it is
1: State Representative Seth Grove. Welcome to another edition of Grove Unleashed. Exciting program, a lot to cover this week. We got vacations, we've got Act 77, we got election stuff, we got constitutional amendments, and we got andrew stoneman ladies and gentlemen
2: hey guys how's it going just v. got back from i am now uh the tan andrew stoneman because i just got back from four scorching hot days at ocean city maryland spent four days in a house with 16 people it's the most fun i never want to have again nice hey we're one of those people lieutenant governor john fetterman um thankfully not because i would I would not have a good
0: time
1: (laughs) if it was if he was one of those people. That would not have been a
0: vacation. No, no, I
1: think he would be a pretty fun guy. (laughs) I don't think they. I mean, he appears he wants to appear to be like a beer drinking regular dude.
2: I don't think they'd let him in the club with what he usually wears. So right. Yeah, I don't think Um, they allow basketball shorts and a hoodie in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, he wears that to meet presidents. A Little weird. Not Mm -hmm. my style. Not my style. But you know, speaking of uh, Fetterman and Jersey Shore vacations, um, do you know? You guys remember March 2020? Remember March 2020? It's kind of hard to forget. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, where one one guy decided to come in and just shut down our entire economy and and destroy people's lives. Thus began
0: the two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah.
1: The Wolf administration, John Fetterman, lieutenant governor, part of that, went out of the way to, to say people should... Stay at home, minimizing social interactions and trips to indoor public places, he criticized. A small, tiny minority of anti-lockdown protesters in May 2020 and said renegade counties in his state had caused COVID-19 outbreaks by violating his administration's stay-at-home orders. He also said school closures, which have caused learning and behavioral setbacks for kids, were, quote, an absolute necessity in the fight against the virus. Well... Recently, uh, through Right to Know Request, it seems, appears, she validated, that the good lieutenant governor decided to go on vacation to New Jersey, Ocean City, New Jersey, um, June 24th through 27th, 2020.
2: By chance, the taxpayers who were going through these crazy lockdowns and trying to wonder whether or not their livelihoods are going to be completely over, uh, did they pay for this vacation in
1: any way? They did. So um, Lieutenant Governor has uh, police, police protection. So police spent three thousand five hundred dollars for overtime, food and lodging during the Fetterman family vacation trip to Ocean City, New Jersey. Mm. So as they destroyed your jobs, destroyed your businesses, Fetterman and his family were frolicking in the beautiful sandy beaches of Ocean City, New Jersey. massless on the Ocean City boardwalk with his wife during the trip. He does not care about Grandma. Boom. It is crazy to think, but it doesn't surprise me. How many, how many Democrat politicians have we seen do this? Right. Nancy Uh, Pelosi got her haircut. Right. Governor, Governor Ron DeSantis was like, yeah, I hate when these lockdown governors and lockdown politicians come to Florida. Like he says it because they know, you know, we had the Philadelphia mayor eating in restaurants, mathless, as he's locking down Philadelphia. You know, you have the governor of Michigan going to Florida as she's destroying and locking down Michigan.
2: And um, killing grandmas by it, locking them in nursing homes, right? just like Governor
1: Wolf. It's it's crazy. Not surprising, right? Because the mentality is, laws for thee, but not for me. And we've, we've seen it. You've seen Newsom. I mean, even during the Super Bowl, where California was still in lockdown, him and all the rich people were in the boxes, massless, and they said requiring just the average folks in the stands—I'm not sure how average you are, if you can afford Super Bowl tickets, to be honest— forcing those individuals to wear masks.
0: It's crazy, but
1: that's what we've seen through this entire lockdown. We want to shut you down. You know, my colleagues, my Democratic colleagues, Yeah, I used to see them out at restaurants not wearing masks. Shock, right? You spend hours eating out without a mask and then you walk back in the Capitol and it's all political theory. It's just a scam. They should be ashamed of their actions. They should be ashamed of what they did to this country, businesses, people's livelihoods. It was unneeded, unnecessary.
0: Almost like they were testing the people to see how much they would put up with when it came to taking people's rights away.
1: Right. And, you know, there's a segment of society that that bought it. Um, and, you know, I mean, listen, national media didn't help. Their goal was to scare everybody into compliance. Fear sells. Right. And until they finally realized politically it wasn't viable anymore. Then magically COVID went away. You know, I think they still try. I mean, they are still harping on this Omicron virus. I think uh, Fauci's for whatever reason is still around. Um, he was harping on it um, just this past weekend and stuff. So, but that that is your leadership. Um, and listen, elections have consequences. Go to ballot ballot box and make your voice heard. You know, if if you don't like Democrat politicians um, shutting your business, uh, destroying your livelihoods, wrecking your economy. All the while not practicing right. what they preach. Right. Yeah. Um, go take it on the ballot box. It's, uh, it's on you voters. Let your voices be heard.
2: Speaking of letting your voices be heard, you just dropped a nuclear bomb on the Department of State the other day when you drafted a letter regarding the non-severability clause
1: in Act 77. <laughs> That's yeah, so. word
0: salad. What's that really mean?
1: What's that mean? So. Everybody remembers Act 77 in 2019. It was a deal struck between Republicans in the legislature and the governor. No excuse, mail-in ballot voting. It got rid of straight party voting, so you would just walk in the booth, hit Republican number. It got rid of that, so people had to actually make a decision on who they're voting for. It made some, some I would say, some updates to the uh, election code um, that uh, the counties had requested, one of which we actually got rid of counties asked to not print so many ballots to try to save them money that didn't work out well for numerous counties and four hour waiting ballots. lines to vote right or people just walked away mm-hmm. like, again the single largest disenfranchisement of voters in united states of america including commonwealth pennsylvania is long lines in person people walk away so you fix that problem you actually fix disenfranchisement because that's that's mass disenfranchisement happens every election cycle so um, Ryan Warner introduced a bill when signed into law, Act 66 of 2022. And there was actually another election code, Act 88 of 2022. Not lost on me that the Wolf administration happened to skip over those 70s. <laughs> 66 and 88. Anyway, so we did actually fix that. It's a great bill. It increases the minimum required ballots. Because you, when you have a paper ballot system of voting, you can't run out of paper ballots. Period. So... Vowed to fix it. We fixed it really happy with with the outcome of that and passed unanimously through both chambers. Governor will sign into law and we actually repealed a section of Act 77. So that's unbelievable. Right. So but without there's another section of Act 77 and it's 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 the self-destruct button of Act 77. So when you come up with a political compromise, you need to keep people honest. Right. And how do you keep people honest after a deal is done? You put language in there that says, if you sue us and any provision is thrown out, the entire act goes away. That means it's non-severable. If one falls, it all falls. That keeps us honest on the Republican side because we maybe have not wanted to do something that the Democrats wanted or Democrats come back and saying, well, we want to get rid of this. Uh, we, want, we want straight party voting back, so we're gonna go challenge that and throw that out. Keeps everybody honest right? throughout. It's a deal. It's like a contract. We're gonna be, we're gonna keep it together moving
0: forward. Break any part of the deal, break the whole deal. Right, such That'll as
1: integrity. Right. Provisions. So, so you know what have we seen over the past few years? The left, the Democratic Party, the ACLU, all these left-leaning groups trying to strip the the election integrity out of Act Seventy Seven. So they they finally royally screwed up. And it's funny because the the Pennsylvania courts, uh, the Commonwealth Court, which is right-leaning, Republican-controlled. And the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which is is left-leading, Democrat-controlled, both have refused to actually pull some of that out. And this started in actually the primary of 2021. You'll remember Philadelphia Board of Elections in Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia, they decided to vote to count undated ballots. Election law is very clear from Act 77 that you cannot count undated ballots, period. So... The leadership team, House leadership team and myself, we sent them a letter that said, you need to rescind this vote or we're going to impeach you for a violation of the elections code. Which, by the way, there are penalties in the election code, criminal offenses that nobody ever looks at. Particularly when you have a DA that doesn't even, like, ignores crimes. Like, Krasner's never arresting people for, like, murder, (laughs) let alone the election code violations, right? So um, You
0: can run over a couple of cops while drunk.
1: right it's fine nothing to here um so it, it's really the only option listen it it's weird to have the general Assembly be the enforcement agency of laws but that's that's where we're at on the election code so they ended up recanting and by the way the Department of State backed us Jonathan marks deputy secretary of Elections and Commissions sent an email that said yeah they're, they're right you can't do this against the law right yay we're on this officer of wolf we're all on board with This is the law. We're going to enforce it. Think it's done, right? It's done. No worries. But I have a sneaky suspicion the Democrats want us to sue them. So we would go in court and strike that. Homie, don't play that.
2: Homie, don't play that.
0: Gator, don't play no shit. Gator, never been about that.
1: We saw it for what it was. I'm like, we're not going to court. Uh, We're just going to exercise the tools in our tool belt and take care of this. Voila. So fast forward, we're now in the 2021 general election. A few months later, Lehigh County decides to count undated ballots. Now, these are rogue counties violating the law. So they had a common police court judge say, oh, no, you you can't, you can count these. It's just not fair. And what undated ballots are is there's a, a declaration that you have to sign when you do your mail-in ballots. You have to sign it and date it. The date's not about sending it in, in time for the election. It's about validating who you are and the date you actually signed that affidavit, that declaration. That's what it's about. And people confuse that because they don't actually read the freaking law, which is annoying. A judge should read the law. People filing suit should read the law. That's what it's there for. How many times do you hear that? Please sign and date this paper. It's a legal document. That's right. what you do with every legal document. Right. Sign a date. And how hard is it? It's a signature and a date. Uh, obviously, for, uh, I think it was like 4,000 Democrat voters in the state, 800 a Republican voters, a little, just a little too hard. It's part of everyday life, sign and date. Anyway.
0: And sometimes people make mistakes. Right. But you know, mistakes have consequences, just like elections. Correct. So the
1: losing candidate, last name of Ritter, and this is a judicial election because those undated ballots sway the election. If they're counted... Democrat wins. If they're not counted, the Republican wins. That plain and simple. So Ritter, the Republican candidate, takes them to Commonwealth Court. Commonwealth Court says, you know what? Supreme Court said this. And you go back to 2020 election, uh, undated ballots. That goes back to the Brewster Senate seat where Allegheny County counted undated ballots. Westmoreland County didn't. And the Supreme Court said for this one time, this one election, because it's new-ish-ish-ish, Um, You can count undated ballots, but no more. Commonwealth Court said that is the majority opinion and that's what we're backing. Cannot count undated ballots. So, the Democrats appeal to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Left leaning, Democrat control. We're all aware of their decisions in the past. They backed the Commonwealth Court.
2: What? I know.
1: (laughs) Shock. For the first time they actually backed the law. Right? So, Now we think it's done.
0: It's got to be done. Highest
1: court in Pennsylvania says, we're done. Can't count them. We're done. ACLU. ACLU steps in, takes it to federal court. Third circuit in Philadelphia, which is outside actually the circuit that Lehigh County is in. So they venue shopped federal judges. Bum, bum. So panel of federal judges says you have to count undated ballots now they came to this conclusion as we're actually counting ballots in the 2022 primary so if you're wondering why we don't have a certified election currently thank the aclu thank the aclu and the democrats so which is also funny if i'm not mistaken the department of state agreed with the aclu in that court case that you should count undated ballots so now there's a reversal of the Wolf administration, in the Department of State. So we have the Oz McCormick lawsuits with undated ballots. McCormick is, you know, winning on <laughs> mail-in votes, so he wants to count everything he can. Oz isn't. So there's a battle. So that goes to Commonwealth Court. Commonwealth Court says, hey, you know, we got to count. Them. That's what the federal court says. So now it's done, and you got to count undated ballots. Thinking about that, few people know of the non severability clause. Most people have forgotten about it. I haven't. And this is what it says Section 11 of Act 77, 2019. The Act provides that, quote, sections 1, 2, 3, 3.2, 4.5, 5.1, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 12 are non severable. If any provision of this Act or its application to any person or circumstances held invalid, The remaining provisions or applications of this act are void, void Ends. keeps everybody honest. supposed to keep everybody honest. So I sent a letter on July 12th to acting secretary Leah Chapman and basically asked how she will be unwinding Act 77 and notifying counties and the general public that Act 77 doesn't exist.
2: So when are you expecting a response back from them?
1: So that's interesting. Um, They could take forever, but I also took the opportunity to send this letter to every single county board of elections in the Commonwealth. So (laughs) she will have to respond to this uh, because the law dictates that it needs clarified. Further, it's really interesting, too, because Act 77, there's a a Section 10 right before Section 11 for the non-sufferability. It says, the Secretary of the Commonwealth shall prepare and disseminate information to the public regarding the changes to the voting procedures under this act, which means if you unwind the act, you have to notify the public as well. So she has a duty under statute to notify people of the changes and unchanges of Act 77. So I do suspect that the Secretary will probably find a way to say that non-severability doesn't matter, I guess. But its they're really in a bind
0: because their job is to enforce the law. The law is clear. We, we know that some of these offices don't have a history of exactly enforcing the law, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to election issues. Right. Uh, is, this, is this something that they're just going to say we don't care what the law is or are they going to come up with some kind of ingen- ingenious legal loophole right I, I probably ruined their week by sending this. I'm sure they
1: uh, everybody was probably expecting to go on vacation and hang out now that the budget's done and um, you know you got to deal with it. This is a fact. There is a severability clause. The undated ballot section is in section 7 of act 77 that is one of the areas that are non-severable so i mean the law is clear i mean i you can't be any more clear than that um and that was the intent of the general assembly the other interesting part is there's no real case law on non-severable clauses in the election so uh we'll see where this plays out i'll keep you updated but according to the statute act 77 is kind of null and void and we'll see what counties do and remember counties have a lot of power The Secretary of State has just sued three counties because they refused to send in a new certification. So uh, it's kind of crisis level still dealing with elections here in the Commonwealth. But the law is clear. One section goes, and that was a section on the non separability. So we'll see how counties handle this in the future. I'm anxious to see if maybe a county out there says uh, we're not doing no excuse mail-in ballots anymore. Uh, It is void. It is no longer a law and Department of State you and your guidance go pound sand we'll see I'm anxious to find out
0: something else that we have to talk about because it ran right alongside all this budget stuff last week was this constitutional amendment bill loaded with constitutional amendments what is going on here it looks like we're really making a move to let the people decide how the Constitution is going to look, how our Commonwealth is going to be run.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's it's interesting. So, going back, and most people are like, why why are we doing constitutional amendments, blah, blah, blah. You just want to get around the executive branch because you can't work with Governor Wolf, blah, blah, blah. So, let's go back in time. Let's go back to 2015 when Wolf comes into office. It has been a constitutional crisis after constitutional crisis with this governor. He has governed by creating himself constitutional crises Everywhere he possibly can, which is really ironic because his doctorate thesis from MIT was actually on congressional conflict. No joke. So he's kind of an expert on the sub right the field, yeah. So you know, he, here's a guy that came in the office, had the latest a nine month late budget uh, without appropriations, spent the same amount we were with with under Corbett his his last year in office. You no, know, that's a constitutional crisis. Um, his administration would go in and reinterpret everything. They we, they would interp- reinterpret laws to their advantage. Y- you know, you gave them an inch, one little word, and they'd reinterpret it to something else to expand executive power. Um, and they had the courts to back it, right?
0: What are you going to do? W- what do you do? Well, How do you ha- have
1: consequences? Right. How do you deal with that? So we decided to move some constitutional amendments. And some of it is is because of the courts, too. They want to play fast and loose with how they do their ruling. So you got it. You got to fix this. And ultimately, we just put it on the ballot. The people decide. So if they don't want it, it doesn't happen.
0: Plain and simple. Take it to the place that the the decision really needs to be made. Right. Take it to the people.
1: So there's actually six that can actually run next session. So constitutional amendment takes two consecutive sessions. So you pass it in one session. The Department of State is supposed to notify everybody through this notification process and then they are supposed to supposed to right we'll, we'll get into that a little bit and then the next session when you pass it it's on the next ballot so there's there's a timing of when you can do it to get it on the ballot and stuff and it's eligible for any election so a primary election or a general election so you have basically four elections next year that you possibly could see up to six constitutional amendments now it could be all six at one time it could be here or there That's next session. But what I do know is there's six eligible. And right now, the Department of State is going through that process to notify the residents that there's a potential six. So they have public notification requirements. That is what they screwed up on a very important constitutional amendment to open a window for victims of sexual abuse to file suit of which the Attorney General was involved in. He signs off on stuff and they just didn't do their job and it didn't get notified and couldn't go on. So we ended up doing House Bill 14, which was an emergency constitutional amendment. takes two thirds votes of the General Assembly and you automatically can do it. So that's where we're at. So we did five constitutional amendments in Senate Bill 106. When Senate Bill 106 was sent to the General Assembly, it came to the state government committee. Um, I think the committee I chair has dealt with actually all of these constitutional amendments, well two we didn't do House Bill 14, and then we didn't do one of the provisions found in Senate Bill 106. So, 106, when it came over, Senator Dave Argyll's bill, he had the idea to have the lieutenant governor selected by the governor instead of having them as an elected office.
2: So, basically, they run similar to how the president of the United States is elected. Correct.
1: Correct. Which, you know, I kind of get it. It kind of works well with the with, uh, vice president. To date, we've had some issues with the lieutenant governors. I mean, we've had stack who was ousted basically because he abused his position. We have Fetterman who potentially violated Act 357 notification of uh, disability. Uh, he recently had a I think a stroke. From what his his words were pretty bad, and there was no notification. Of Apparently, anybody. he still
2: can't even speak properly.
1: Right. So we'll see we'll see how that plays out and stuff. But I mean, th- there's some problems. So and it allows you to match up with someone you can actually work with and stuff, because it should be a partnership. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. So that's the underlying bill that was amended in the House to include voter ID, independent election audits, and executive orders. Allows the General Assembly to actually
0: stop executive orders. Right, let's talk about that one a little bit because recent governors have been going way overboard with this.
1: We've, we, it's not even governors. You see it executive branches all across the United States. Governors, it's the President of the United States, and you know, no offense to uh, governors and, and presidents who govern by executive fiat, these executive orders. The next guy in office can wipe them all out, like that. And that's what happened with President Trump. I mean, and
0: <laughs> use the precedent power to create orders of his own
1: right and regulation when regulation started uh, it started many decades ago it's actually a power of legislating we used to have to be more specific in our laws and then we kind of outsourced it to state agencies and, and the executive branch to say here's the law if you need more technical stuff you can do regulations to help govern and administer these programs The problem is these agencies took advantage and executive branch took advantage and said, you know, we understand you passed law A, but through this executive order, these regulations, we're just gonna create our own laws and do our own thing and expand it out far beyond the scope of what you originally wanted. So that executive order allows us to actually put a stop. It brings that that, that regulatory power, that power of legislating, regulation is the power of, of legislating, brings that back into the general assembly so we have a final say to say, you know what, that goes beyond the scope of what we are looking at, resolution, you're done. No more regulations. It's a very important tool to keep a check on the executive branch because there is none in the regulatory process currently. So I think it's a, a great little, little addition.
2: So would you guys be able to do things such as um, end emergency lockdowns?
1: So we did that uh, through a, a different constitutional amendment process earlier in 2020 so we we took care of that provision this kind of builds on that where we can just do a concurrent uh, resolution with the senate we can stop uh emergency orders at any time or authorize extensions and stuff like that so it's an extension of that but it's it's a it's very important that the general assembly bring back its power and its checks and balances in government uh and and you see the runaway regulations and it happens both sides simultaneously so you know, I'm I I am pro General Assembly. I'm a legislature. I don't care if Republicans or Democrats are in the executive branch. We have a role to do oversight and checks and balances in that branch of government, regardless of party. Um, so I think it's very important we bring that back in house. What about Reggie? Reggie's another one. Now, luckily, the Commonwealth Court put a stay permanent stay on it. We'll see. It might get appealed to the Supreme Court. We'll see what happens with that. But I mean, um, we're we're that's another one where it's an interstate compact that has always gone through legislation that the wolf administration did through executive order and you know the Supreme Court backed it we fought it before it became a reg Supreme Court said no you can absolutely do this and we used every tool we had to stop it um, so we're we're basically done the it, again constitutional crisis and abuse that's the that's what the wolf administration has been doing and it needs to stop so it's important tool what else elections uh, voter ID Highly popular. 80% of voters uh, supporting. According
2: it. to a June of 2021, Franklin and Marshall polls, 74% of
1: Pennsylvania voters support some form of voter ID. Right. I've seen it as high as 80 nationally. Uh, even even Georgia, after you know Biden and the, the National Democrats went after their election changes, um, voter ID is still very popular, even with minorities. And basically all it says is you have to show a government ID uh, before you vote in person or have a government ID used to to verify your mail-in voting. So and there are a
2: bunch of other things that have been able to be used as voter ID as well right. such as a utility bill, student IDs.
0: Student IDs. IDs. Right. But this
1: is this is government only. So it has to be a government issued ID. Okay. And two, if if you don't have one, it requires the department of state to give you one for free. Covers no all excuse. Visas. No excuse. No excuse ID. Woohoo! Winning. Um so that's important. The, the, and the thing that i think it's it's a that's a good reform builds trust closes closes a an internal control loophole right which is very important like no offense like poll workers today I don't know we have a very transient society they don't know everybody that walks in that po- those polls 100% of the time so it gives them Two, um eventually we're going to be going to electronic poll books florida has them they work great the cool part is you can pull out your id and swipe your driver's license or non Driver's ID in Florida populates the system and you check in like that. It's a great way to speed the line up, plus, extra layer of, of integrity, right? The other awesome provision, and we, we are actually a state leader in this idea. Uh, we may be the first state to do it uh, because a lot of states are kind of behind the ball in this, but independent election audits. And think about an audit. Audit, right? What, what is an audit? An audit is a review of information by a third party, independent entity that is free of conflicts to validate, right? It's that trust. we looked at it. We have no say in your your, your organization. Uh, we are professionals. We, we look at this stuff all the time and we're saying your financials, your, your process you use conforms to your internal documents and what you're supposed to do. That's what you're validating. Every single process in America is done by an independent audit firm. Somebody else looks at your books across the board except elections. Elections are literally the only
0: process that is reviewed by the people who run the elections. I guess it's just not an important enough thing to make sure it's done right.
1: Right. Well, it's it's it, to be honest, elections have always been like it's very technical just let the election, we know what we're doing, look the other way. It doesn't work today, society. But if you think about it. The only thing in the United States that's not looked with actually an independent audit is the election system. Those One of the most important, the foundation of our democracy, we rely on the people who run the system to look at it. So it's like allowing a detective
2: <coughs> to investigate a case on himself.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the inmates running the asylum. Yeah. Right. So this would actually put it under the auspices of the Auditor General. I don't care if it's a Republican or Democrat in the Auditor General's office. You need an independent, conflict-free auditor. And by the way, we put a provision in there. If the Auditor General's on the ballot, he has to appoint somebody else to do this. Because that's how much we want to ensure we have an independent and conflict-free audit of our election system. How else do you guarantee... Uh, a free and fair election. It's the fundamental basis of what an audit does. Um, So that is on the ballot question, too. Very, very important. We need to get those two done. Executive order. We have the lieutenant governor. The last one the Senate added to send back was reaffirming that taxpayer funds can't be used for abortions and that there is not a constitutional right to have an abortion. Now, The left will tell you that, well, that means you can't have an abortion. We're going to ban abortions. No. All that says is there is not a right within the actual Constitution itself of Pennsylvania that you have a right to murder babies. That's all it says. Uh, It backs what basically the the Supreme Court did in Dobbs' case. The Supreme Court said Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey had it wrong. There is no specific provision that says you have a constitutional right to have an abortion in the United States Constitution. They said basically there's no right there. It's on the states. They return power to the states.
0: Yeah, they're not saying you don't have a right to do it. They're saying we don't have a right to regulate it. Right.
1: There's no right in the Constitution. It's 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 not a protection. So you can regulate it. You can outright ban it, or you can expand it. Like literally you can have uh, abortion on demand as you're delivering your baby I suppose if some states wanted to it's crazy so as it was in
2: Virginia at one point
1: right so I mean that 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 basically reinforces that doctrine that you know y- y- you courts there's no right or founding fathers never envisioned uh, a right to have abortions in this in this Commonwealth so that's all it does all it does really simple so you got you're looking at six total constitutional amendments up for potential for next year. Now, the General Assembly has to pass it again. Now, we could do one at a time. We could do all six at a time. We could do three and three. Uh, we can spread them out. I don't know what that's going to look like as a next session issue, but right now, the main goal of the General Assembly is to make sure the Department of State doesn't screw it up again, right? So, obviously, the administration did not properly publish the constitutional amendments for the victims the uh, survivors of, of sexual abuse so um, i sent a letter to uh, secretary chapman uh, actually today as we're talking um, asking her to um, make sure they don't screw up again make sure that they um, actually do the process according to law we even passed reforms again senator dave argill we amended his bill in this in the house Uh, the governor signed into law we took the office of inspector general's report on the the debacle the department of state had on on um publishing constitutional amendments and basically told this department of state give us a timeline what are you doing to adopt these provisions ahead of time uh we want to make sure that you're going to timely do your job and do what you're supposed to per the constitution and statutory law so um hopefully uh the secretary is working hard and making sure that Uh, we don't have another um, debacle with constitutional amendments.
2: You are absolutely full of news today, aren't you? Tons. But I noticed that you did not have any fake news.
0: Fake news.
2: Point of fake news is I'm going to read Representative Grove a headline, and he has to guess whether or not it is real. Uh, First headline, Church of England refuses to define the word woman.
1: Church of England refuses to define the word woman. To define it to define. The Church of England. Yes. Is that still a thing? I guess so. Huh.
2: I stopped um, caring about what England was doing in 1776.
1: That's a fake news. That's real. That's the New York Post. Yeah, that oh, seems my real gosh. Well, no, you know... No
0: one can define it.
1: Here, here's the kicker. On the floor, um, the Democrats kept on referring to pregnant women as birthing people. Yeah. I still don't know any male that can give birth to a child. Unless they're a seahorse. Now, I... Right, uh, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Can you identify
2: as
0: a seahorse? Maybe. Um, to In today's society, <laughs> you can identify anything. as anything. Right.
1: So, I, I, like, I, I get when your your spouse gets pregnant, your wife gets pregnant, right? So, we're pregnant. Like, married couples say we're pregnant. Now, RG3 just got ripped up because he said we're pregnant. But, like, she, she carries the burden of it. That is the first time right? I've
2: heard the name RG3.
1: Right. In In, a while. So, but I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I literally don't understand the birth. Like if if you, like women give birth, period. Like that is your sex. That is your gender. Like you can not like it, I guess. It is what it is. Like that is a scientific term. You got to follow the science, right? Got to follow the science. Science says.
0: You used to have to follow the science. If
1: you have not, have you seen the
2: new Matt Walsh, What is a Woman? No. documentary if you have not seen it after you're done listening to this episode go watch it on the daily wire all right second one a man arrested after attempting to escape police on a lawnmower Where? Uh,
1: where it doesn't say where doesn't <laughs> oh, say where real news i'm gonna say real news real news that is real can you guess where uh, please be the 196 district.
2: No, it's Florida. No, it's Florida, <laughs> it's Florida, Florida man. Florida, it's Florida man. I saw the headline. I was like, Oh man, they left out where he's from. <laughs> right. First Florida thing. man.
1: Florida. <laughs> Florida man. It's uh, good stuff.
0: Hey, they have they have lawnmower races in certain places. Right. All right,
1: I got another Florida man
2: one for you. Florida man spends his day doing nothing crazy. Fake news. That's fake.
0: I made that one up. That's fake. not even <laughs> from the Babylon Bee. Fake news. <laughs>
2: um. Gay couple who wanted a son sue IVF clinic after surrogate gives birth to daughter. Wow, uh, I'm gonna go with real news. That's real. That's from lavender Pink. It's on a bunch of like LGBTQ. But somebody messed. I a plus. Right. I don't. Yeah.
1: Know. It's kind of sexist. Right. I don't want a boy. I just. I don't want a girl. I want a boy. Yeah. China did that. Yeah.
2: Gislaine Maxwell to be killed early on good behavior.
1: <laughs> Gislaine Maxwell to be killed on good behavior. Um, I'm going to say uh, fake news on that Yeah, that's one. fake. Yeah. That's a Babylon yeah. B article. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been... Oh, hold on. Let's talk fake about news. this. This is fake you. news. I want to talk about this. Largest sex trafficking ring in America. One conviction and you can't talk about it.
0: Or or who she trafficked them for?
2: Right. But everybody knows what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber
1: Heard. Who cares? Right. I like it. It's infuriating. It's infuriating to me that they are going out of their way to cover up who traveled. You know, if it would be I, again, talk about um, you know, in America, for me and not for thee. Um, I don't care if you're wealthy or not. You're still it's the, the laws the law. You can't sexually abuse children. Go to jail, like, arrest, go find them and arrest them. I, they I, know who was on that plane. I
2: still don't understand how they found a painting, and this is real. This is not some kind of conspiracy theory. They found a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress in Jeffrey Epstein's, like, island. What is the
1: dress blue? <laughs> I want to I to see this picture. I We need to validate to see if that was a blue Yeah, dress, Hillary Clinton right? is
2: still going around making political speeches how have they not been excommunicated from the democrat party at this point
1: it's and listen i don't care i don't care who 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 was there who wasn't there i don't care what party you're from i don't care what you do in life i don't care if you're a ceo i don't care if you're president i don't care if you're senator i don't care if you're a judge i don't care if you're a cop i don't care if you're attorney i don't care if you're a tv show host you need held accountable
0: for sexually abusing children period this has been grove unleashed Check out all of our content at repgrove.com slash my podcasts.